Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. It's Relationship Therapy with Rachel Cook. Uh, Rachel's on the line. Hi, Rachel. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Jen. How about you? Not too bad. Not too bad. I thought we'd go back to this because recently on the show we were talking about sexless couples and the dynamics involved that can really make or break a relationship. And we got such a huge reaction from listeners. So we thought, well, let's get into it. And who better than you to talk about all these texts and emails we got into the show. I just want to give oh, you... Oh, I love it. Yeah. It seems, to be, it seems to be one of the top topics that comes up again and again is how do people manage different like levels of desire and sex kind of falling off the cards as relationships go on. Is it is it feasible and is it doable? Are there couples out there that can have uh, a healthy relationship without sex? Definitely. Okay. There's loads of people who decide, you know, some for some people it happens just so, you know, just so happens that coincidentally both of the people um, just are fine with not having sex and, and that's all right. But most people do want to have a sexual component in their life. However, for more and more people are discovering that that doesn't have to include penetrative sex. It okay. can be other things that can make it very satisfying. So you need to be open-minded about that. Well, let's get into some of the texts. I got a text in saying, husband yeah. has ED. No affection, no sex for two years. It's actually really lonely and I feel so unloved. Oh, the poor thing. So ED is erectile dysfunction. Okay. And it's just so it's just so horrible to feel unloved and lonely, you know, especially when this is your marriage, presumably, you know, most people are still monogamous. So, you know, it's still kind of it probably means that this person is, you know, having very, very little affection and touch in their life. Um, so I would say to this person, you know, think about how it was before two years ago, because they've said that there hasn't been any sex for two years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how was it before two years ago? And what has changed since then? You know, kind of get curious in as kind of compassionate and kind a way as you can about what has changed since you know sometimes it's to do with having had children sometimes it's to do with you know um, people having had medical issues all sorts of possible things you know ED is very treatable so like what are the conversations between you about this because this person has said their husband has ED but you know is that just that the husband has said that or has he actually gone and you know gone to the doctor and and had this checked out because it's very very treatable And most of the time, it is psychological and emotional, not physical. So that's something to think about. And I would say also, you know, is this person expressing the impact on them as to, you know, are they really saying, I would really like to have touch and sex in our life, in our, you know, in our lives together? And if they're not saying that, why not? And if they are, well, what happens? You know, does the person, does the husband, you know, kind of make empty promises or just kind of dismiss it? So I would say be really clear about the impact without guilt tripping or making, you know, an ultimatum. Um, And then, you know, really reflect on what is keeping you in this relationship because it doesn't have to Mm -hmm. mean that you throw it away because there isn't sex in it. But it sounds like there's a lot of conversations that could be had and and support that you could get because this is very treatable. Okay, good to know. Uh, Next one says, hi, Jen, my wife and I are married four years but our sex life has gone downhill completely we're only in our 30s and we actually like to keep fit etc I myself I'm a male um, extremely and have an extremely high sex drive but my wife doesn't have you any ideas that might help because we could go like two or three weeks without sex 
Yeah, okay. So I would say to this person, first of all, um, ideally the both of you together, read up. Just go start listening to podcasts, read books like Come As You Are by Emily Nagasaki. Um, you know, what are your conversations about sex? Some people are talking, having a lot of open communication, but still can't find a compromise. But the vast majority of people are just not talking. They're mm. not talking about sex. One one person goes into a sulk, you know, or just, you know, kind of changes the subject and you know you really need to discuss it in a way that's as non-blamey as possible because there are lots of people in the world who are very happy with only having sex every two to three weeks or every two to three months or every two to three years so this isn't about a one person being right and one wrong you know it should never be about that because it's just not going to get you anywhere usually um so i would say again what are your conversations about sex has that again has that changed or has it always been the case that your wife has wanted you know that amount of sex often people want more sex at the beginning of a relationship because it's exciting and there's a lot of you know hormones that come with that and then you start to figure out over you know could be six months could be a few years that you probably have you know differences in your sex drive libido um i would also say what kind of sex are you having the type of sex that's least enjoyed by women is penis in vagina sex you know we need to talk about that more without getting defensive some women really love it but they don't want it anywhere near as much as their male partners want it so this might be about negotiating the types of sex that you have together um, and i would say you know also learn about how a person shuts down what's their stress response what's their conflict um style and what are yours you know talk about how to support each other uh, you know with that um i would mm -hmm. say what is it about sex that this person enjoys the husband who's writing in you know uh, you know is is it the only place that you are getting physical contact and mm -hmm. intimacy because a high sex drive is often a source of pride for men in my experience when actually it can point to how vulnerable and dependent many men are on their one female partner often to meet a lot of their needs because you know kind of current masculinity still says that men can't have kind of physical touch affection intimacy with other people um, and with other men and so you know it can actually point to more of a dependence that's a real burden for the partner rather than this really manly thing that they have such a high sex drive so that's one to think about um, as well and last one I would say on that is to identify your patterns of initiation and withdrawal because as lots of exciting research about you know the different ways of initiating sex and it's a bit like love languages you know that like mostly we tr we we show love in the way that we want to receive it and that can be really across purposes with our partner who might have a totally different love language or in this case sex you know sexual initiation um so that's a good one to read up about learn mm. about and most of all talk about and i suppose before you start talking to your partner or whoever you're yeah. with or whoever you're having sex with or want to have sex with you need to have a conversation with yourself and, and really figure out what you want and why you want it and how you want it and all that kind of stuff and that's why I love this text it says hi Jennifer there's so much more to a marriage than intimacy however I do think it is essential in a marriage that's what they feel I'm starting divorce proceedings in my marriage <clears throat> excuse me with a man who I married to I was married to 19 years ago He's cold, he's hard, no emotion, and that's enough for him to exist. But I want to live and be loved and have a life, and I want intimacy. I love your show, but I I want to feel loved before I leave this life, Jen. So she's very mm. clear, or that person is yeah. very clear on what they want, and I love that. Um, yes. And I think it's important, isn't it, before you start conversations with other people, figure out what you want yourself. 
Big time. And yeah, congratulations to this person on figuring out what's important to them, you know, and taking action to support that. Because, you know, intimacy is essential in most relationships. However, that doesn't have to include sex because intimacy encapsulates much more than that. But it will include closeness, affection, tenderness, deep care. Most of us want that in our lives, you know. But as with sex, some people become, you know, they learn to be closed off from their own feelings, never mind the feelings of others. You know, it's almost always because of relational trauma, usually from the first few years of life, you know, and men are still conditioned to, you know, have to appear sort of unaffected, detached, stoic. And so, you know, many men are, are very cut off from their feelings and the kind of bodily sensations and awareness of the feelings that they're having. And so, you know, that's a real problem still in our society that, you know, a lot of people are in marriages with, you know, men who are, you know, often desperately lonely themselves and, you know, depressed, um, but very cut off from from the kind of you know relational intimacy in their lives and so sometimes they're you know up for having a lot of sex but not kind of intimacy closeness tenderness affection and and sometimes you know you have people who can have all of those which you know is what we want yeah well listen to this i'm in a sexless marriage two children basically no sex in 10 to 12 years my marriage is okay i love my husband but it's Shit, not having romance and intimacy. He's moody, isn't into sex, I don't think. Not gay, I hope. And sometimes I do think I would love an affair, but I would never, ever split up my family. I've approached the subject a lot with him, but nothing has ever changed. I would love a man on side who would dine me and romance me, but I'm still, but I'd still come home to my gorgeous family. Oh, a girl can dream, eh? I don't think she's asking for too much. No, she's not. You know, that really sucks. It sounds like her husband might be struggling with his mental health. Mm. He might also be cheating. He could, of course, be gay or bisexual. He might have lost attraction over time. You know, it's a long time to be together. Um, And, you know, these are vital things to discuss. It sounds like, well, she said that she has broached the subject a lot with him, but nothing has changed. You know, it doesn't sound like there's a, you know, well, certainly we haven't been giving the info here. You know, what is his response when you discuss it? Because that will guide you, you know, where to go next. You know, if he promises things will change, but then they never do, then you need to be clear again about what it is that you want, what the impact is on you and ask for more clarity and put a plan in place together. You know, if he says he doesn't know why he doesn't feel sexual, ask him about the trajectory of that. You know, how, how is his mental health? Encourage him to seek support and ideally have some couple sessions. You know, that's exactly what sex and relationship therapists are trained for when you feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall in your relationship in your sex life you know you don't have to wait that long until it's gotten really terrible obviously but you know that is exactly what they're for so you know this could potentially turn out to be a desirable situation to open up the marriage once you're more kind of stable with each other you know it's a really bad idea to open up a relationship generally when you're in a bad state with each other but you know it might find out that you're not you know not everyone is orientated monogamously which we're also um, discovering or some people can be monogamous for let's say two five ten years but they don't necessarily want to be monogamous for 20 or 30 years so you know, way fewer people um, certainly are monogamous than are in monogamous setups currently, you know, considering the amount of cheating that goes on. Not that that's only for that reason, but, you know, that's something to be also potentially consider because maybe you can come to an agreement where mm. you will still be in your marriage and you will enjoy, you know, your 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 kids and your family life together. And you will also have lots of enjoyment dating other people as well. 
And so I have a text in. I have a text in, and I'm pretty sure you've heard this quite a lot. My partner yeah. and I have very little sex. We have kids, both work, different schedules. When I come home, I'm looking after the kids, the dinners, the lunches, the appointments, and all the other household chores, and I'm exhausted. He gets offended when I say I'm tired and says he helps out at home. But again, that's with me having to make a list and leave everything out ready for him to do the basic tasks. Sorry to laugh, but it's it's a familiar one, isn't it? Because of this, sex is the last thing on my mind. Uh, I mean, this is like disaster situation that is still unbelievably common. You know, yeah. it's 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 really quite frightening that there are still so many kind of, you know, heterosexual or man woman partnerships out there where the man just does not want to get it that you don't feel like having sex when you've had kids hanging out of you all day. You're doing all of the housework. You know, you're basically doing a second or third shift because often you have a you know paid job as well these days because lots of people can't afford to only have one parent working, um, mm-hmm. you know, doing paid work, I mean. And so, you know, this is something where, again, if, if it's just not getting into, if he's just not getting it, you're going to need to get some professional support where, you know, hopefully the very first thing the relationship therapist is going to is going to say is, you know, you need to divide up the, the the work in a different way. You know, the the household stuff, because, you know, there's no, no one generally no one feels sexy when they're exhausted. Um, Rachel, is there any resources out there for couples who are finding that their sex drives are just not matching up anymore? Is there anything people can go and look up and and check out? There's loads. There's loads. You know, there's people like Vanessa Marin. She has a book called Sex Talks. She has a podcast called Pillow Talks. Um, We have the Irish Let's Talk About Guinness, which is the Irish for sex for anyone who doesn't know that podcast. Um, Caroline West does loads. Um, And then the book that I mentioned, Come As You Are, that's by Emily Nagy. Saki, there are tons of resources out there. Do a quick, you know, search uh, for on Spotify for you know for podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are tons and tons of books because the more that you educate yourself, the more choice that you have, and probably the more fun you're going to have. Amazing. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us again. Rachel Cook is a psychotherapist and mental health consultant. She's on Instagram at Rachel Jane Cook with the knee on the end. She's back next week when we will be discussing. Popping the question. Yeah, it's a leap year. So come on, girls. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leahhealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.